Welcome to The Last Theater. My name is Chris, and tonight I have for you a brief review of a movie I came across while I was working on something else. Last night I watched a Japanese crime thriller, I guess, from 2004 titled Concrete. It's kind of a Yakuza movie, kind of a crime movie, but only so far as to set up the characters before moving on to really just focusing on the darkness and the violence that certain people in society are capable of. And it happens to be based on an actual crime that occurred about 15 years prior to the release of the movie. But let me back up and start at the beginning of how I came to view Concrete. Earlier this month, Juon Origins was released on Netflix. Being a rather large fan of Japanese horror and what I've seen of the Juon series of movies, of course I watched it. I like Juon Origins and I have a lot of thoughts about it, but that's a review for another time, which you'll be able to hear on cnjradio.com. But I mention it here in this review because one of the things that Juon Origins did to give its story some weight and credibility was to reference real-life crimes and tragedies throughout every episode. As listeners of The Last Theater might know by now, I have an above-average interest in Japan and Japanese culture. I've tried to pay attention to news and events from Japan for years now, so as the many references to real-life events continued to pop up throughout Juon Origins, I immediately recognized pretty much all of them. Names were changed and events were slightly altered, but it was clear what was being referenced. One of the stories that popped up in the series that I vaguely remembered but never really knew that much about had to do with a young woman's body discovered in Tokyo in 1989. Her name, in real life, was Junko Furuta, and she was found encased in concrete inside a steel drum. And that was really all I knew about the case up until a few days ago. I'm not the biggest fan of true crime shows or anything like that. I tend to enjoy my horror and thrillers primarily in movie form, so unless I have a pretty good reason, I'm probably not going to dig too deep into some of the more horrific crimes out there. And what was done to Junko Furuta is a prime example of why. I'm not going to go into too many details here because this is not a true crime podcast, and all I'm really trying to do is establish some context from my personal perspective on how I came to view the movie Concrete, which I promise I'll get to in a second. But in brief, what happened to Junko Furuta was utterly horrifying, and the events and people surrounding her abduction, torture, and death are absolutely sickening. So when I saw that there was a movie based on the events, I pretty much had no interest in trying to track it down to watch. But when I was checking out a streaming site that I sometimes frequent, I saw that Concrete had just recently been uploaded, and I felt this strange sort of obligation to give it a shot. I don't know why I felt that way, but I'm a strange guy, so I watched it. And now that I've seen it, and that's over with, I can say that Concrete is not very good. If it were a completely fictional story, it would have been just okay, but knowing that it's based in reality, and knowing how closely it tried to follow the real-life events that inspired it, makes me like it even less. It's an artless attempt at inserting meaning or some sort of message into a horrible chain of events, but it ends up feeling like a Cliff's Notes version of reality, like a TV crime show reenactment, and the message it tries to convey is, in my opinion, completely misguided. So, as I said, Concrete was released in 2004, just 15 years after Junko Furuta's body was discovered in Tokyo. Now, I'm not at all opposed to movies and art being made based on real-life tragedies. I think that sort of thing can be very cathartic, or it can open up new perspectives and discussions. Movies help us cope with harsh realities. That's what art can do. But it all comes down to approach, doesn't it? 
A movie like Concrete could easily come across as exploitative. If you focus too much on the torture and the sexual violence, then you can just be seen as exploiting tragedy for profit. But if you don't pay enough attention to the graphic nature of the events, then the movie can come across as a pointless endeavor that fails to convey the true emotion of what really happened. Really, trying to make a movie like this is kind of a lose-lose situation. And understandably, from what little I've been able to find out, Concrete was met with resistance when it came out. The resistance limited any theatrical run, and it seems like it pretty much went straight to DVD. And really, it feels more like a straight-to-video movie anyway. So, as much as I've talked about Junko Furuta so far, the character who is based on her in the movie, whose name is Misaki, doesn't actually appear until about 40 minutes into its about hour and a half runtime. So Misaki, the victim, is not the main focus of Concrete. Instead, the opening scenes of the movie show us three teenage boys abandoning a steel drum in a field, and one of those boys, through a close-up and some somber narration of his thoughts, wonders to himself how things ended up like this and what kind of person he is. The boy's name is Tatsuo, and his character is based on Hiroshi Miyano, the boy who was basically the ringleader in the real-life murder. Tatsuo is the main character of Concrete, and the opening scene sets up an ill-advised approach of getting to know the killer more than the victim. From there, we learn about Tatsuo's home life. He doesn't get along with his mother, to say the least. He has a girlfriend that's pestering him about marriage, and he's sniffing glue to escape from reality. He's mostly emotionless, but he has bursts of anger because he feels that everyone is against him. He gets into some light trouble with the law, but it's nothing too serious, at least to begin with. But one day, some Yakuza guys come to his work, and one of them recognizes Tatsuo as an old classmate. Tatsuo is dragged into the world of organized crime, and as a low-level member of the Yakuza, he ends up doing all the terrible jobs that no one else wants to do. He goes from selling stolen merchandise to mugging school kids and women. After he's instructed to form his own gang made up of his friends and whomever else, Tatsuo gets a taste of power and begins to commit worse and worse crimes. This leads to multiple rapes, and then, at about the halfway mark of the movie, Tatsuo decides to add kidnapping to his list of offenses. That's when he and his gang abduct Misaki, and through some odd reasoning, he and his gang end up keeping her trapped in one of their gang members' bedrooms. A bedroom which is in his parents' house. Days turn into weeks, and Misaki ends up being an outlet for all the gang's aggression. She is beaten and raped repeatedly, and eventually her body just can't take it anymore. And that's really the whole movie. Throughout all of this, it's Tatsuo and his family that is paid more attention to than Misaki and her mother. And that, more than anything, ends up being my biggest problem with Concrete. Now, another disclaimer. Horror movies and thrillers where the bad guy is the main guy can be great. They can be disturbing, or they can be enlightening, revealing layers to characters, so we learn more about why they do what they do. But this approach in Concrete does not work for me for two main reasons. First, Tatsuo's self-reflection at the beginning of the movie is pretty much the only time he ever acts like that. After the opening scene, we see him get bullied in school for one scene, and then he just goes from being bad to worse. He never seems to have any remorse about the more and more heinous acts that he performs throughout the movie, and the only times we ever see him kind of back down from being completely horrible are when he's in trouble or when he's not getting what he wants. So trying to set up a character arc where we're supposed to think that he just took a wrong path or had some kind of bad break or whatever just doesn't work at all. At best, we only ever see him as neutral. We never see him do anything good, so there's no fall from grace. 
If there's any self-reflection going on, it's because he just doesn't want to be punished. It's not because he's questioning his own actions. The other reason focusing on Tatsuo as the main character doesn't work for me is because he's based on a real person. Like, at times it's worth seeing another side of a person who has committed a crime, but it really kind of depends on what that crime is, and it depends on why you're trying to look into their mind. At the beginning and end of Concrete, there's some notion of troubled youth and something along the lines of a society that's producing a generation that's more violent and uncaring than the generation that came before it. So if you look at the movie from the angle of possibly saying that society is failing the youth of Japan, then okay, I get it, but this isn't a great way to do that. Focus on the victim, not the murderer. At the end of the movie, Tatsuo confesses his crimes, but not because he felt bad. He only said anything about what he did to the cops because he mistakenly thought the police already knew about what he did. Then we see this dreamlike sequence where Tatsuo is kneeling and he's shirtless and he's holding a bird in his hands. He opens his hand and the bird struggles to fly away and we see a single teardrop roll down Tatsuo's face. That is not how you end a movie like this, especially when it's based on a real person. From what I've read about the real person, he was completely unrepentant. This movie is too closely tied to the real events to separate Tatsuo from the man he's based on, and the man he's based on does not deserve to be portrayed in any sort of sympathetic light. And especially not a more sympathetic light than the young woman who was murdered. And by bookending the movie with Tatsuo's lament for what he's done as one of the first things we see, and his tear as the very last thing we see, how can we view this as anything other than Tatsuo being the main sympathetic character? If this was completely fictional, then it might work to a certain degree. Look at something like Maniac with Joe Spinell. The main character was a horrible murderer, but we learn a bit about his troubled mind and his uncomfortable past. It's not much, but it's there. And I think Maniac is great. It's a disturbing look into someone that could exist. But if Maniac, like Concrete, was based on real people and real crimes, then screw that guy. And at least in Maniac, the killer gets at least a taste of his own medicine. That doesn't happen in Concrete, and it left me with a real bad feeling about the whole movie. As I said before, there aren't a lot of good ways to go about making something like this, but I think some ways are clearly worse than others. The way they chose was pretty bad. But let's put all of that aside for a second. Let's take a look at Concrete just as a movie, completely separated from reality. As I said, it's just okay. I've already mentioned how the main character's arc is essentially not an arc, it's flat. Tatsuo is bad to start, he does increasingly worse things, and he's still bad when the movie ends. I think the actor who portrays Tatsuo did a good job with what he was given, though. The actor is Sosuke Takaoka, and I knew he looked familiar when I started watching it. If you've seen Battle Royale, which you should if you haven't, then you'll recognize the actor as Sugimura, the martial artist kid who has the GPS who's searching for Chiaki Kuriyama's character, the one that runs through the forest. Yeah, in concrete, Tatsuo just isn't very interesting. Part of that also has to do with just how the movie is presented. It often feels disjointed just because they skip so quickly through moments that feel like they should really be important. For example, early in the movie, we see one shot of Tatsuo outside a building with an alarm going off in the background. Then we see one shot of him being questioned at a police station. Then we see one shot of him in a hallway in some sort of juvenile detention center. And then in the next shot, he's back at work. This all takes place over the span of like maybe 30 seconds, if that. And this kind of fast-paced storytelling happens throughout the whole movie, so nothing ever really gets a ton of focus, and therefore nothing ever really feels super important. 
It's an oddly detached way of trying to tell a story where, judging by the final shots of the movie, we're supposed to actually feel something. That way of storytelling also really affected how Misaki's imprisonment came across. It's like, I understand that it was bad, they told me that it was bad, and some of the scenes are certainly uncomfortable to watch, but even if I didn't know what really happened and I didn't know this was based on reality, the scenes of Misaki being assaulted aren't as horrific as I would expect them to be. A lot of that has to do with how they're shot and how they're edited. A lot of the attacks happen mostly off-screen or completely in-between scenes, so what we see are mostly just extended scenes of imprisonment. Again, we know what's happening, but a lot of the time the only actual evidence are the increasing amount of bruises, burns, and cuts we see on Misaki from scene to scene. And, you know, I'm not trying to say that I want to see 45 minutes of straight violence, but there's a place somewhere in between that and what we actually saw in Concrete that would have given a much greater impact. You can give the impression of horrible violence without being exploitative. It's certainly an art, but it's possible. I don't think Concrete even tried anything like that. I suppose as much as I'm trying to separate the reality of what happened to Junko Furuta with the fiction of what happens to Misaki, I'm having a hard time doing it. Just reading about what happened to Junko kind of upset me in a lot of different ways. Concrete, just as a movie, didn't come anywhere close to making me feel anything other than just mild annoyance. Annoyance in how the message was muddled and bad to begin with, and annoyance in how it just felt like a movie that could have been made important and impactful if it had just found a better way to focus the story on the right things. So no, I can't recommend Concrete to pretty much anyone, and if I've done anything through this review today, it's to dissuade people from checking out this movie if you, like me, were led down the path of looking into some of the things that you saw in Juwan Origins. Concrete pales in comparison to the real story, and as a crime thriller, it's just not meaningful or disturbing enough to have a whole lot of value. If you're looking for violent Japanese movies that deal with some similar situations, I just recently watched the first three of the all-night-long movies from the mid-90s. Those are pretty good for what they are. They're violent and bloody and gross and kind of disturbing. And if you're looking for a violent crime movie, then there are so many better ones out there. In doing my research, I discovered that the director of the All Night Long movies did make a movie based on Junko Furuta's murder, and he did them around the same time he was making the first two All Night Longs. I suppose I'll have to check that out now to see how he handled the story. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it, but I will try to track it down. But before that, there will of course be more here in The Last Theater. I'm currently working on a review of Juwan Origins, which is the whole reason I went down this dark rabbit hole to begin with. That review will be coming out pretty soon, and you'll be able to find it on cnjradio.com, the home of The Last Theater and the entire family of CNJ Radio podcast. Check out The Last Theater on Facebook and Twitter at The Last Theater, and if you did see Concrete, what did you think about it? Do you think I'm overreacting to my distaste for the approach that the movie took with Tatsuo? Let me know, and we'll start that discussion. But until then, bye. Bye.